You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Football Frenzy. Fantasy Football Frenzy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Boston, the fantasy executive, along with Tony Sincata, breaking down free agency in the NFL as we start to put the pieces to the 2018 fantasy football puzzle together. Tone, a lot of movement, a lot of shaking and baking. What's going on with you? You must be pretty happy to be a fantasy analyst this week as we actually are called on to do our jobs. It's crazy. Uh, geez, just the quarterback position has turned into uh, a crazy carousel with Kirk Cousins. A.J. McCarron finally gets a home. Um, you got the whole Case Keenum phenom in there. And, of course, the Jets get Teddy Bridgewater. What do you think about that move with the Jets with Teddy Bridgewater? Tell Not you what. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, it made no sense that they signed him for me for one year. Because if you're going to use Josh McCowan, right, to start, I think eventually you have to turn it over and see what Teddy Bridgewater does. And then if he does well, now you're going to have to pay him the next year, you know, big money. And you get stuck in a situation maybe that San Francisco did with Jimmy Garoppolo. Say he had five good games. What are you going to pay him, $30 million? They should have signed him two years for $10 million or $20 million or something like that. Yeah, I think Bridgewater probably wanted a deal where he can bet on himself and probably felt the Jets were desperate because they were heavily into the Kirk Cousins saga. And Cousins obviously apparently wanted to go to a place where he felt as if he could win, which is likely not what people choose when they talk about the New York Jets. No, no, that wasn't it. And your guy, Isaiah Crowell, ended up there too. Uh, they made a statement, which was foolish to come out and say that, you know, that uh, Bilal Powell's not an every down back. I don't know why he would tell the world. And then they uh, went and got Isaiah Crowell. just like Bilal Powell. It, I'll tell you what. They don't have a bad offensive line in New York. No, they don't. But they didn't have a bad one in Cleveland, but the quarterback was so bad. I don't know. I don't know if that it's going to be better. That was a big part of it right there, um, Tone. With the New York Jets, like you said, the line is not that bad. But now I really don't see fantasy, that much fantasy value other than low-end RB2, RB3 for Corral or, or Powell, Tony. This is a, this is a, a, a stay-in play. This is a New York Jet move. The Jets, though, Robbie Anderson was better than we thought last year, right? Put together a nice season. Jermaine Curse was better than we thought. Why can't we get the running back there? That offense actually is better than they anticipated. I would take a shot on Crowell. Really? Yeah. yeah. Top 20? Top 15? What do you think? Top 24. Top 24, an RB2. What about Deion yeah. Lewis? He goes from the New England Patriots. He signs with the Tennessee Titans, putting a, 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 a putting a pin, some may think, in the value of Derrick Henry. I know we talked about Derrick Henry before. What do you yeah. think about Deion Lewis in this situation with the Tennessee Titans? I think it knocks down Henry a half a round. I think Deion Lewis is nothing more than a sixth or seventh round back with some upside. And I would take Isaiah Crowell ahead of Deion Lewis for sure. No doubt. Yeah, and probably Bilal Paul as well. I can see either one of those guys, excuse me, going before – going before Deion Lewis. So I definitely agree with you on that. The New York Giants brought in Jonathan Stewart this week. 
thank God <laughs> for their fans, it looks like Saquon Barkley is going to drop into their lap because Jonathan Stewart has nothing left, Tony. He's carried the football a ton in Carolina. Not to mention, Jonathan Stewart carried the football a ton in college, so he's really got a lot of wear and tear on him. Now, so now they have the Carolina people running the Giants, and so it made sense that Stewart came in. Um, but it doesn't make any sense that Stewart came None in. None whatsoever. They have, you know, Daqua uh, that we saw. Gallman. Gallman. Had, both guys had flashes, right? Yeah. They actually had better flashes than we've seen for Jonathan Stewart in a long in time. In years. And then Jonathan Stewart gets a two-year contract. He gets $6.95 million, only $3 million's guaranteed. So it didn't cost him a lot. So I, I, I don't know if this is more than anything but a safe pick and I'm, I'm hoping that there's a chance that he might not even make the team that you know what you're right about that Tony they didn't look at it that way but I could definitely see that being the case you know because, just add a little depth uh, keep you got a guy that's familiar with what you're going to bring in and how you're going to go about doing things and just throw him in there to camp and it's really uh, brings you depth if anything and then maybe who knows on draft day maybe they move try to move Doc or, or Gallman and they bring Barkley in and Stewart's a backup to a rookie. I can see that being that that being the case right there. I do think that Stewart is probably the right fit for the New York Giants in this part. So, um interesting the way the way it plays out. Now, when you look at some of the other moves that that are have have taken place, you mentioned the, some of the quarterbacks and stuff like that. What do you think about Paul Richardson going to Washington? Very, very interesting. I think it's a kid with a lot of talent. Except the number one talent probably needed is to stay healthy, and yep. he's not a big dude. Um, I, I I don't know. I think this kid's a wide receiver three. I think he has some upside, um, but they're going to be small at the wide receiver position. You have Jamison Crowder, uh, you have Paul Richardson. Uh, they don't really have a guy a possession type of guy. Uh, he made some big plays, and he made always made some miraculous plays, but he just never stayed on the field. And we saw a guy like Jermaine Curse, who's probably a little less heralded, get out of Seattle and play really well. I agree. I think it could be a tick up for one Mr. Paul Richardson as he goes into his new situation um, with, the, um, with, the, with the D.C. football team. So you got that situation that goes down. If we Josh Doxson doesn't play this year. They're in trouble. Like if he does, yeah. They're like they need him. They, like he's a big wide receiver, and he's gonna have every opportunity. And yet, you know what's crazy? I think Paul Richardson has a hard time staying on the field for 16 games, and Josh Doxson's gonna have some upside. But it wouldn't shock me at the end of the year if Richardson had more fantasy points than Doxson. I agree with you 100 on, on 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 that one, Tony. I definitely could see that happen. Doxson's going to be an interesting piece in fantasy in 2018 because he's going to be the clear. Well, not you know what he's not, but I tell you what, you think when you think of Alex Smith and what Alex Smith's strengths are, <coughs> doesn't it seem like the same strength as Jamison Crowder? I think Crowder, and he's going to get a discount coming off a down year. I think Crowder can be a 90 catch guy with Alex Smith if he can play oh, 16. I, I, yeah, I absolutely do. I absolutely do. I think that, you know, it'll be crazy to see if people had given up on him after a subpar season last year because then you could absolutely steal one on draft day. So there you go right there. That is some of those latest moves with the wide receiver. Chicago Bears making some noise in the offseason. They go into their into their pocketbook 
open it up and get a couple of pieces out. Uh, we'll get a couple of pieces now, Tone. So when you look at the Bears, they add Allen Robinson, which is great. We know what kind of talent Allen Robinson is. So they add Allen Robinson. They add Trey Burton. You already like what you got in place with Tariq Cohen and, and Jonathan and, and, excuse me, and uh, uh, the young man, Jordan, uh, Howard. Jordan Howard, right? Do so you get that action going? They brought in Taylor Gabriel, obviously, too. So now you got all of these pieces in place. Are you buying or selling Mitchell Trubisky? I am not a Mitchell Trubisky guy. I, I think I have a hard time. Um, and I've said this before with a guy that only started 12 games in college. At North um, Carolina. Yeah, at North Carolina. Uh, Bill Parcells is the one who said, hey, there's only 30 NFL job quarterbacks there. If you can't start for three years, four years in college, you ain't good enough to have one of the 30 jobs in the NFL. You're talking about, like, Tony, North Carolina is not a place where you go to get quarterbacks. That's no. where you go to get a point guard, not a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so I, I, I'm not a Chabinsky guy at all. Um, I think Robinson is volume. going to be a, a great, yeah, great opportunity there. I think Trey Burton is going to be a guy that um, he's one of these tight ends that's more, more uh, a wide receiver that lights that lines up in a tight end position. I think he ends up being a top 10 fantasy option for people this season. I agree with you on that. Burton and Robinson are guys I'm going to get in on. Robinson mainly because I think he's going to get a ton of volume tone. I think he's going to become a favorite target of Trubisky. I like Cam Meredith on the other side, not as much as I did last year. But I do think that we got a situation right here with these two players where I think their value goes up, each of them. But I don't look at the quarterback as a guy that can really take them to the next level. It's very sad. Well, look at this bit, news right here. I just see Tony that's breaking. All of a sudden, Ryan Grant has failed his physical. Do oh. you think Ryan Grant failing his physical has something to do with Michael Crabtree being released by the Oakland Raiders? Hey, that's actually a good call on your part, right? Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden we got someone better now, we could go ahead. And I'm pretty sure we could find something wrong with every uh, – X-ray of an NFL player. If we want to really go out of our yeah. way for that, hey, Tony, if you play, if you play, if you play 16 games of professional football, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. So Ryan Grant, that's very, very interesting. Now that was a horrible contract to begin with. For, for the Redskins gave Ryan Grant 20 million dollars. I mean, excuse me, the Ravens gave Ryan Grant 20 million guaranteed. They also ponied up for John Brown, and the the Ravens are really the Dollar Tree of the NFL. (laughs) You think so? They are, Tony. They they, 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 they don't spend a ton of money. They seem to be, get you, you know, you can buy Fabuloso at Raven Stadium. Get the job done. Get the job done. But no, uh, no manual wipes. (laughs) <laughs> for the people for the people that listened last night um you can go check that out we told you yeah. what they were yeah on demand itunes or google play there you go what kind of phone do you have tony iphone or android yes iphone yeah seems to i be get the move. Pod- huh it seems to be the move with everybody right 
Yeah, you get the podcast delivered. They pop up as soon as they're ready. Go right to your device, and you'll get excited about it. What would love be better it. than that? I love it right there. So you're selling on Trubisky, right? No, yeah, he's not good. But you like the pieces. I like Allen Robinson, and I like Trey Burton. As long as people don't go crazy, you know, and, and, and put them there. Like I said, Trey Burton's a top 10 tight end. I believe that Allen Robinson's going to be a uh, probably a lower end two wide receiver. If you go anything more than that, I think uh, we're asking for too much from the Bears passing game. I agree with you 100% on that one. Not really, like you said, when you when you get outside of that, even a guy like Cam Meredith might take a dollar and make you holler shot on him late. But I don't think it's really worth it. Yeah, we don't know his health status as of yet. He's still in yeah. flux on what He had what a pretty bad ACL tear, too. Yeah, so that is uh, – he's not guaranteed to be back. And then being back, being the same player. Um, one move that came down yesterday that was surprising to me, is Austin Safarian Jenkins got his got his cash, and is a Jacksonville Jaguar now? Yeah. Do you think he gets enough work to keep him fantasy relevant? We saw flashes last year with the New York Jets. Not as much as we wanted to see. It was good at times, but then a lot of times he disappeared. I don't know if he gets enough work in Jacksonville. And what is Jacksonville going to do at wide receiver? Well, they signed Mark. They signed Moncrief. Yeah. Well, they signed Moncrief uh, yeah. also. Yeah, they bring back Marquis Lee. They got Dante Moncrief, and they like they like Keelan Cole a lot. This is one. Remember last year when everybody was talking D.D. Westbrook? I was telling people like the Jaguars like Keelan Cole uh, more than they like D.D. Westbrook, and so that puts them at four deep there. And I think they'll take a shot in the draft at a wide receiver too. I can definitely see that happen. So it's going to be interesting to see how the situation plays out with the Jacksonville Jaguars making improvements to their offense as they try to push it next year and make it a little bit further than the AFC it, And they signed, yeah, they signed an off, one of the top offensive linemen free agent, too, to help Mr. Leonard Fournette. Interesting. Jacksonville making the push. They're not staying. They're not, they're not, they're not, sitting, they're not sitting pat tone and trying to strengthen. I have a Jacksonville Jaguars prediction. What's that? That the Jackson, city of Jacksonville will hold the NFL draft in the next Ooh. 10 years. I can see that happening. They built a uh, they built a uh, right next to the arena. It's actually attached to the arena, a ten thousand seat uh, auditorium that has the indoor outdoor feel, and it has a stage, and it looks a lot like what we see in Chicago and stuff that were built for these NFL draft places. And I'm sure that uh, Shad Khan has done a lot with the games in London and everything else. Uh, that the NFL will reward with reward him with the NFL draft one of these years. Look at them. Working deals with Roger Goodell. That crook, Roger Goodell. <laughs> as long as Roger doesn't have to come to Jacksonville. Yeah. You know Shad Khan's the richest homeless man in America? He does look like he has a, a like a living situation, to be honest with you. He doesn't have a home. He lives on a yacht out here. Oh, really? Yeah. Like... It's a huge yacht. Uh, it's parked in the St. John's River right adjacent to the stadium. And he has people come over. And then every once in a while when he needs some land, uh, he needs some land time, he stays at the Omni Hotel. Look at look at, look at at him. He's living very well. Does he have a wife? I don't believe there's a Mrs. Khan. 
Interesting. Quite sure they're lined up, Tony. Oh, can you imagine those redneck women out here in Jacksonville saying, man, I got to get me some shot con. <laughs> Crazy. Because I need a dental plan. <laughs> Tony, you off the hook. Now, are you a fan of the co-eds in Jacksonville, Florida? Yeah, some are good. And, you know, a lot of times they're, uh, their standards aren't too high. So... It's all good. I actually, I remember talking to this woman one time. It was when I got, when I got divorced. I said, uh, what am I going to do? You know, I got three kids. She goes, honey, you live in Jacksonville, Florida. You got teeth. You got hair. You got a house. You got a job. You're That's like Brad Pitt in Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Fantasy football frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. When we come back on the other side, we'll continue the discussion. NFL free agency, the exec and Tony Sincata. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Fantasy Football Frenzy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Corey Parson, Tony Sincata, rocking and rolling, talking fantasy football, NFL, action never stops, Tony. Never, ever stops. It's kind of like twerking in the hood. It never stops. I, I met a guy the other day. I, I sent you an email about this, about the whole, he, he was trying to explain to me what a hood rat was, and I was so confused because he was so drunk. Yeah. Did you get the? Did you get a? Uh, uh, did you get a final answer? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's different. Oh, not always a bad thing. No, that's what he said. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! You never know where the fantasy football off-season edition is going to take you. <laughs> never know. Never know. So tone. How you doing? I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing fabulous. I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm checking out this Buffalo situation because I, I was so enamored with why everybody thought AJ McCarron was a good quarterback, yet he really never played. And uh, now Buffalo's got him in there. Uh, how long he will be there is the question. Is there rumored to be interested in making a move after quarterback in a draft? And that was basically his last chance to get on a team where he could start a quarterback. And is he going to be a guy that will start at quarterback? Or is he going to be one of these guys uh, that, you know, ends up being a guy that's an off-season signing and then all of a sudden, bang, one game in, two games in, 
He's Mike Glennon. Mike Glennon is the easy player comp, right, Tone? Yeah. We don't know much about A.J. McCarron, but my guess is if you're the Buffalo Bills, you're making a decision with McCarron. Is he more Ryan Fitzpatrick or is he more Mike Glennon? That's a tough call. Because, see, if like, he's more Ryan Fitzpatrick, you can do – you can. That's a, he's a, a stopgap quarterback to get your rookie ready. I don't have a problem with it. If he's Mike Glennon, now your rookie has to go play now. Uh, here's the thing is, yeah, I think that the, whoever A.J. McCarron is in camp with, they're going to have to compete for the job, right? I agree. And they'll, they'll go with A.J. McCarron if it's close. But if the other guy blows him away – then he's going to have a chance to win the job right away. No doubt about it. So now let me ask you this question, Tone. When you look at this situation, right, and you can play a player as a team and stuff like that, I don't think, Tony, there's an easier situation where you say, oh, yeah, that guy's the quarterback of that franchise. Baker Mayfield, Tony, looks – like he would be an excellent quarterback for the Buffalo Bills. I think Bills Mafia would love Baker Mayfield. And I think Baker Mayfield would love Bills Mafia. You think they'd like to uh, throw him through the table and everything I think, else? I think Baker Mayfield will throw himself through a table. Really? I can see him out there in the pregame getting slammed through a table, Baker Mayfield. Now, do you believe a lot of the stories out there now that Baker Mayfield is now the top quarterback on a lot of people's boards, or is this just one of those things uh, that we hear, you know, uh, 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 and it, it's it's meaningless? Do you think he's moved up that much where he's the number one quarterback? I think it's meaningless. I think you hear a lot of these situations as you get closer and closer. It, it's going to go, let me tell you something, the number one quarterback is going to go from Darno to Allen to Rosen to Jackson. Everybody's going to have their chance to be the number one guy on people's boards at some point in the next five to six weeks, Tony. That's how the, that's how NFL draft season is. You can't really believe nothing you hear. No. That... That is going to be very, very interesting because I'll tell you right now is that if you, I'd be scared to death to take a kid that's lit up, you know, mid first round, second round pick that he was during the season, and then all of a sudden now you're going to make him the first quarterback in the draft. Jeez, that's going to be tough. No, I know about it. So I find, I find that hard. like I said, I really I like, I like Mayfield, I like Jackson, but other than that, I'm out on this quarterback class. I would probably take a gamble on. The Rosen kid, which people don't like the Rosen kid because they say he has too much interest outside of football, which might be the single dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, that's the craziest thing ever. Like, I mean, Jesus. Uh, what is exactly is he uh, doing that uh, is really going to cause a problem? That's what I'm trying to figure out, Tone. Like, what? Uh, because he has interest outside of football, the NFL is like, well, maybe he's not right. What? Well, don't you want people like this? It seems like more and more we've got craziness when it comes to the NFL. Uh, every single year, it just becomes oh, more boy. and more crazy. The new celebration rules are in place, Tony. Oh, they change. Well, how do they change them? They were already they would one year old. <laughs> right? 
Well, I think that was an advertisement, so I don't think that's going to be a situation that we have to worry about. That was an advertisement that popped up on my personal computer. Tony, uh, oh, Mike I th- Florio, I thought I was we changing him. Our esteemed producer sends a message that Jeremy Hill is visiting New England Patriots on Friday. That seems like it's going to work. Jeremy Hill, he's going to be that Corey Dillon reclamation project? I think so. I can see that being spot on. Uh, that's going to be very, very interesting. He'll have an opportunity to get in the backfield with Burkhead, Mike Gillisley, and Jeremy Hill. Mike, I think Mike Gillisley is fit is for for something else. You think he's doing else? I think he's no. elsewhere. I don't know what the situation is. I think he's elsewhere. A Gill Hill Hill Hill. This right here, Hill sounds like a, the perfect running back for the Patriots because he can give them a little bit of what they want between the tackles. He's not a guy that you got to give a ton of carries to. You can keep him healthy with a, with a, with a, with that workload. If he ends up in New England. Obviously, as a as a running back three, I'll take a gamble. He's a guy that I think that you'll be happy to have on your team throughout the bye weeks. Mm, mm, mm. He can catch the ball out of the backfield too, so that's going to help him out. Uh, might not be a bad move. Might not be a bad move. I don't think it's the greatest move. I mean, this is, this is a Patriots team that has been absolutely for the first time in a while uh, been destroyed in the off season. A lot of these guys. Normally don't see this with the Patriots, Tony. They normally keep that thing together. This is Gillisley is it's still there, says Mike Florio. We which uh, is breaking news. Um but we were talking about yeah, Gillisley's still there, but when you look at I think Jeremy Hill's a better back than Gillisley. Gillisley was brought in to be that guy that get the ball <clears throat> around the goal line and he coughed it up. You know, and then they they lost they lost a lot of love for Mike Gillisley at that point. No doubt. <clears throat> Tony, let me ask you a question. What do you think about Case Keenum as the Broncos quarterback? What does it do for Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders if they bring him back? About the I same, think it, right? I think I think it gives them the same or better. It can't get any worse than what they had there before. So I think you got to like that situation and. I don't know. I I, I kind of like it there, and I think both receivers are going to be good. Demarius Thomas, though, has had three consecutive years in a decline. I think a I, lot of people are afraid of Case Keenum. I think he ha- he'll have some upside on draft day. I, I look at him as a system quarterback. So uh, I think a lot of Sherman's system was catered and fit towards him, and I think that's why he was so successful. I would worry about bringing him in if you're, uh, I believe it's Musgrave out there now. Yeah, is it Musgrave or Mike McCoy? I would worry about bringing him in and then having to fit him into your system. I think you got to do what works best for him, for him to be successful. <clears throat> he is a guy that I think when we look at, um, he came from a, a special system in college where the Houston then he had the last year he was in Minnesota, though, which was a pretty conservative offense uh, for the most part. And he struggled a little with the Rams, but he had some decent games with the Rams. That thing was wholly dysfunctional uh, there. So I think he's going to be a capable quarterback um, there. And I think he's got some good offensive weapons. It sure as would help. And it hasn't been, it's been three or four years since we've seen any running game in, in place in Denver. 
No doubt about it. They said Devontae Booker's going to have the whole job this year to himself. And you know what? I like Booker with a whole job, Tony. I really do. You think that he'll uh, – now, do you like him enough to make him a top 24 running back? Mm, yeah, I would you – you don't have to draft him as such, but I think he can put up the I – think, I think he can finish as an RB2 if he has the whole gig to himself because he can do it all. He can run near the goal line. He can run behind the bat off of the line, and he can catch the football. You got to be able to catch the football these days, man, to stay and, on yeah. the field. I'm, I mean, more and more teams just continue to throw. And I think that's if you end up being one of these backs that are, you know, what was prototypically a first or second down back, we get in passing downs and first down. Now you have to be able to catch the ball. And that's the one thing we haven't seen enough of that with him. That's the problem right there. So I do find that interesting to see how that situation is going to play out with those, uh, with those running backs right there. So, um, you know, Tony, this time of year is like you—you really—it's—it's—you're you're really hard pressed to say, okay, this is a situation that we know definitely is going to work because the board is going to change so much, especially if you're a guy that likes to draft early. Like the MFL tens have opened up, so you're starting to see a lot of moving and shaking. But the, but we talk about it all the time. It also is a time that means that you can get an opportunity, no a few steals. You can get a few steals if you're partaking a little early in it. No doubt. Um. Raiders are planning on keeping Marshawn Lynch. They also brought in Doug Martin, and I'm thinking to myself, it, it, is, is John Gruden in in in, in, a, in, a, in like a warp zone when you travel back in time? Is he in the space machine where he can go back in time? I'll tell you what, I'm shocked because I really think the three running backs are better than what they've brought in that they already had there. It, so you, you think they are better? Or yeah, not better. No, they are better. So you think, I think they're Martin... running back? So I think the way they went, I think the way away they went about it was wrong. That they had better running backs before than they do now. I agree. I I I don't I don't get this move, and I'm wondering, like, you know, obviously I'm sure that McKenzie is working hand in hand with Gruden, and I'm I'm trying to figure out what the hell is John Gruden seeing Doug Martin. Uh, I have no we, idea. Yeah, we have. I, I would. Years. I would have rather had DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richards there. Yeah, exactly. You can keep Lynch if you want to play those game with Lynch if Lynch is serious about football. But now it's no reason to bring Martin in. So somebody has to go, and I'm like, the person that should go is probably Doug Martin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it is kind of crazy to me uh, what is going on there. Yeah, I, I feel you, Tony. I, I don't get Poor it. Poor John Gruden, man. We're questioning a $10 million man. How dare we, Tony? <laughs> that's crazy, right? How dare we question the guy that's making $10 million more than we are? <laughs> <laughs> fantasy football, Tony. What do you think about this working in the fantasy football industry? When you tell people you work in the fantasy football industry, what do they say? Um, they they immediately, can you help me with my team? Like, here's the the part that's crazy, man. When I do the DFS show, like, I'm doing a show. I'm trying to figure out who's playing, who's not playing. And I got people that will send me messages. Can you tell me your lineup? Can you send it to me? That's I'm effing working. Yeah. Like, people don't think we work. Like, they don't realize it's work for us. No, it's not, Tony. It's not easy work either when you got to 
you know, well, don't, don't get me wrong. It's not like we're putting roofs on on buildings or something like that, Tony. But it um, you know, it can happen where you're like this this. How do you put it like this, Tony? By week twelve, you're toast, right? Oh, it gets it gets it gets long, and it gets uh, because then at week twelve you've got you know the basketball going, the football. You're trying to do that every day, and it gets a little crazy. Now it's uh now the, this week's like a weird week too because we've got all these free agent moves to go over, and then you have basketball and people have got baseball going on. Like it's one of those times of the year that get absolutely insane. Yeah, they don't understand the agony that it takes to be a fantasy analyst, Tony. They don't no. get what it, we go through. They think it's just all oh you talk about fantasy sports, you set your lineup, you play DFS. They don't. They don't see Tony, the Knights. They don't see you trying to put together a draft strategy on March fifteenth for a football season that's nine months away. Tony, they don't get it. Yeah, and no, they don't get it, and it's really affecting my celebration too of Black History Month. I yeah. haven't been able to devote everything I you know would have. No, 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 that was last month though, Tony. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I missed out on it. See, I don't celebrate it in March. I mean, in yeah. February, I celebrate it in March because yeah. it's disrespectful. You give the Black History Month in the shortest month. So the I, shortest I month for the year, Tony. Yeah, so Can I do Can you imagine it. that? So I do it the month with 31 days. Get all, get, get all 31 days of it in, Tony. Yeah. Now, Tony, and I, now on, on, on FST, Fantasy Sports Today program, I would yeah. do a feature on Black History Month. Or I, would, I would celebrate a person two or three times a week. And this past Black History Month, we looked at guys like Hugh Jackson, Shaquille O'Neal, Draymond Green. Not your typical Black History Month guys, Tony, but I think that these gentlemen needed that also. They, so basically, you're there for everyone, whether everyone, you know, whether they, whether they're at the top of the heap or if they're at the bottom of the heap, you got to lift them up. You got to be the man for them, and you got to. It's easy to throw roses on somebody. Everybody loves you, uh, but you came to the rescue of others that weren't loved. Now, Tony, me, me being a tout war participant, Tony. Yes. One day, some up and coming broadcaster is going to do a segment about me. And I'm going to be their Black History Month profile because I broke the color barrier in fantasy sports' most prestigious league. I think it could be Mike Florio could be that guy. He could very well be. One more segment to go. (laughs) No, it it will not be Lenny Melnick. One more segment to go on the Fantasy Football Frenzy right here on FNTSY Radio. You always know segment number three, that's when me and Tony get off the rail a little bit. We'll try to keep it on track when we come back on FNTSY. Skix sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skix canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skix helps fans perform better. Go to Skix.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skix.com. Skix sneakers, the soul of a true fantasy football frenzy final segment right here on the fantasy sports radio network tony a lot of people getting ready for the upcoming fantasy baseball drafts right now let me ask you this 
do you think closer by committee and running back by committee, do you think they're similar? No, because running back committee always gets – they get lead. in every game. They get in every game, and there's less contest. So I feel like it's more reliable uh, on the running backs. I think closer by committee sets up for failure at some point. That's a pretty smart analysis right there, Tony. I don't think they're the same either because, like you said, both running backs will get some time. And I think in a running back by committee, I think you know who the clear lead is, so you know which guy to get. And I think you know which guy to draft higher. Yeah, and I think anything more than that, people are going to be unsatisfied. Another thing people are getting geared up for, we're in the midst of it right now, is the NCAA tournament. Oh, yes. And I look at a young man from Duke University, Grayson Allen. Me as a Blue Blood, Tar Heel fan, I dislike Grayson Allen. But when I thought about it, Tony, don't we all want a guy like Grayson Allen on our team? Yeah, it seems like um, he's a little feisty, he's a little old school, like when we would have a little you know, elbowing, a little fights here and there, like a Rodman type. And uh, I guess he, he seems like a little, um, you know, knuckleheadish, but uh, he's, a, he's a young kid from Jacksonville, Florida. So maybe he's just, uh, he's just a basketball player with um, redneck t- t- tendencies. <laughs> Do you think he carries those tendencies into the NBA? Because he's a fierce competitor. NBA general managers love him. NBA scouts love him. But I, from what I've seen from him, I don't see him being more than a eighth or ninth player on a team. I and agree. and sometimes those guys are a pain in the ass because in practice you want to go through the motions and even oh, they're out be all night. At 110 miles it, an it, hour. It, it, and this guy's going to be the guy that's covering you like it's the seventh game of the playoffs. Yep. And I think, you know, all of a sudden he might not be well-liked by his teammates. Speaking of game sevens, do you think the NFL should implement a tournament-style playoff where you have like a best of three? Or is that too much toll on the body? I think it's too much toll to add any any more games based on the injury situations we've seen and – this lawsuits and everybody trying to protect the players. I think adding any more games at all uh, would not fly. No, nah, it probably would be tough to do that. And I can agree with you on that one, obviously, because the NFL is a different monster altogether. That's why you only see like 16 of these contests, and then you get extra money if you make it to the playoffs. Fantasy owners should probably get extra money for making it to the playoffs too. But then again, I think I most do. do. Yeah. yeah. You like the four-team playoff format or the six-team playoff format? No, six, because I think the the uh, I think two the top two teams should be rewarded with a bye. Yeah, like okay. you need to get I something. Get that. Yeah, I can I can agree with you on that. 100%. You got to get a little something, something. You ever say that? Well, I have. It's been a while, but I have in the past used that phrase. Austin Safarian Jenkins signs with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Interesting to see what that brings for him. Uh, yeah, Tyler with the Eifert, loss. Go ahead. With the loss of Robinson, uh, Allen Robinson, uh, they brought him on. Chris, they bring that. Uh, I'm interested to see what what Safarian Jenkins does in Jacksonville, because um, they've never really targeted the tight end, but they've never had really 
God, it's done well. And Safarian Jenkins is a guy at times last year looked like he was finally living up to expectations. Well, you know they said he stopped boozing. Yeah. Good for him. There's not a lot to do out here, though. <laughs> you think a, a relapse could be coming to him? <laughs> I'm saying, I don't know. I hope he's got a good program going on. Yeah. Uh, he might need one. Of, remember those, uh, like, Josh Hamilton used to have a life coach. and yeah, Travel uh, with him and stuff, right? Yeah, then they laid him off, and he uh, he went. It was actually... Uh, uh, yeah, it went downhill. His, he, I think he, his wife drove him crazy. She was on the uh, the Housewives of Beverly Hills. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, and that put him over the ace there. I, I, I can't stand this. I'm going out and having a drink and never went back to her. Interesting. I feel bad for the young lady, Tom. I, I don't. I think that she I, – I read a lot about – it's a weird situation because I think her dad helped him out too a lot. Oh, really? Yeah, so I think what happened is they drove him crazy. Now, Tyler Eifert is staying with the Bengals, which means nothing because he probably won't play no more than three games. No, that's that's weird, too, because the other guy, Croft, came in and did the same exact thing Tyler Eifert did. So why why bring the guy back that gets paid the most money? Makes no sense But it's the me. Bengals, so who knows why? Uh. Arizona Cardinals obviously had to make improvements at the quarterback position. Oh, my God. Larry Fitzgerald jumps in for one more year tone. They go out and get Sam Bradford and Mike Glennon. And now I'm starting to think that the Arizona Cardinals uh, leadership has no clue what they're doing. I I like that they realized they needed to get a backup quarterback when you signed Sam Bradford to the one-year $20 million deal. Last year when he came back and he played in that game for Minnesota, and he couldn't move at all. And they took him out, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, he was shocked. And I'm like, what is shocked? He was sacked like four times because he couldn't get from the <laughs> what? Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, what the hell is to be shocked by? And they needed to do something. But the one thing is, when Bradford plays, he's really effective. The last four years, he's completed anywhere from 67 to 72% of his passes. Yeah, but the Vikings actually told other teams that this guy's knee is degenerative. No, yeah, like no. They put, yeah. It, they, they put it out there, Tone. <laughs> like, you know what but, I'm saying? Which, but if I'm, if I'm sure. Sam Bradford, I'm like, shh, shh, that's between me and y'all. Yeah, that, that well, that's actually how it should have went. Like, they should have been adding to that. But in the Arizona, I've thought about this a lot now. At first, I thought it was the dumbest thing. But now I'm thinking what actually happened here is, they signed a kid to a one a one year twenty million dollar deal, which is what he got, and they insure the contract, and then they if he gets hurt, it it costs him you know a couple million dollars instead of the twenty million. Yeah, because twenty million dollars for Sam Bradford is probably not going to cut it. Tom Trevor Simeon will back up. Uh, old boy, what's what's the dude the Broncos signed? Jesus Christ! Oh, Case Keenum. Trevor Simeon will back him up in uh, Denver. No. No, Trevor Simeon. No, Trevor Simeon will up. back up. Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, same thing. Yeah, and uh, that when Denver was saying yesterday they were getting offer uh, trade offers for Trevor Simeon, I said, why do they lie to people? And yet, no, that, that was it. Tells you about the quarterback position, man. Trevor Simeon had a couple good games, and now teams wanted him as the backup quarterback. 
Tom Savage will back up Drew Brees with the Saints. Drew Brees never gets hurt. So Tom Savage has the best, one of the best jobs in the country, and he gets to live in a great city like New Orleans. The Miami Dolphins released Julius Thomas and Indomitian Sue. The Miami Dolphins basically, Tony, are trying to get their salary under $1 million for the entire team. Yeah. Well, Chase Daniel, who was the backup for New Orleans for a long time, uh, went to be the backup because uh, he's familiar with Coach Nagy. Uh, from the University of Missouri, and they had some, uh, so that, that he's going to work with them. Mm, so there you go, right there. The Detroit Lions released tight end Eric Ebron. Eric Ebron, long supposed to be a thing, but I believe he was a first round tight end out the University of North Carolina. Uh, it never happened for Eric Ebron, Tony. Uh, if he catches on someplace, what do you think about his fantasy value? Or does it make a difference? With, like, obviously, it makes a difference where he catches on, but do you think his time has passed? I think his time has passed because the, I'll tell you what, I think they were dying for him to do something in Detroit and giving him some opportunities, and he had a good quarterback. So I, I think it's hard for him to get in a better situation. I think so, too. I agree with you on that. The uh, C.J. Federkowitz has been on the retire, has been put on the retired list by the Houston Texans. The Baltimore Ravens, who signed this week, Ryan Grant, who passed, who failed the physical. They also signed, uh, oh, they signed another bum. Well, John Brown. They released Jeremy Macklin. Jerry Jones, please do not bring Jeremy Macklin to the Dallas Cowboys. That'd be a waste of money. Oh, so you think he's done? You absolutely think he's done? I think he's done. I think he's, he's been done for a couple he, of years too. Too. Fell off, he, he fell off the. He fell off the. Fit, oh, he fell off real fast, Tony, like a quarterback. Hmm. Mm-mm-mm. But that's how it happens, though. When he, I was shocked when they let him go in Kansas City. But I think Andy Reid knew before everybody else. Andy Reid is smart like that. Yeah, I like uh, Andy he's a, Reed, Tony. Fantasy you like him you except like Andy when he Reed, when he except when he don't get Kareem Hunt back. the ball. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Then you don't like him. No, I don't like him then, Tony, because Modica still plays him. <laughs> Matt Modica. Is he is he started drafting already? Not yet. I have though. So Matt's not he's not ready for you. Yeah. I'm in the MFL ten. What a brilliant idea MFL tens were. I wish I'd have thought of it. Why why don't you do the MFL one dollar? We should do that, right, Tony? MFL how about the fan, the FF dollar to make you holler? I like that, Tony, because, see, we can do it like that, and then we can create a website, have them run drafts, but then we got to pay Stats Inc. to calculate the scores, and then at a dollar a pop, Tony, we might take a loss. Oh, we're going to get mass volume. We will get mass volume. Even even Scott Engel would sign up. But the only problem with it, you know, can you what, imagine it that like, uh, MFL one dollar Scott Engel ask you for a free entry? <laughs> can, can you come? I, I'll, I'll let you get an exclusive edge package if you give me a free entry to an MFL one. Uh, so if we put the dollar thing together, how do we work this though? Is first prize five dollars? <laughs> first prize is ten bucks. We keep two. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because we yeah we gotta make something on this. So yeah. I mean, so ten but yeah, I, you know what we'd have to do. We keep two is is definitely the way it has to go. But first, it's winner take all, 
and they get nine dollars, and then one goes into the whole pot, and we get put in, we put everybody against each other, and all our MFL one dollars. Oh, we have an overall one dollar. Yeah, then window. someone can win a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, because we would get a couple thousand dollars if we did a one dollar league. Everybody would sign up. Yeah, and the overall yeah. guy would win like twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, but you probably, but that guy would probably have like twenty five hundred teams too. <laughs> oh, that's okay. So that'd be like real yeah. life. Yeah, exactly, exactly, Tone. I like, I like your thinking. We get, like now we gotta done get this before. We've got to we get, get, we got to get, we got to get our guy George involved. Well, now, which George are you talking about? George that works in the, uh, George that fixes stuff for the Fantasy Sports it, Network, the engineer. Yeah, yeah. He thinks. Yeah, he, I think he, he's a guy that makes plans like out of nowhere. He like he knows he knows how to get it done. He's uh, one of the smartest guys we know. Yeah. We never. Jack, how come we? We never include uh, Mike Florio as one of the smartest guys we know. He's pretty smart. He's just not he's up to smart. that level. He's a masculine white guy. <laughs> masculine white guy. So there. You know what's crazy is that um, I remember one time I was taking a poop and I didn't have any toilet paper. <laughs> And I used those Lysol wipes, right? And I thought that would be it. But it leaves a real tingling sensation in your butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got to be careful with that sensation. Though. Yeah, you feel like something's wrong with your butt for a little while. Yeah. yeah. It throws you off, huh? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend it. I only use the Lysol wipe if it's the last resort. Um have you ever done that, Florio? Have you ever used a Lysol wipe to wipe your butt? Probably no, I've not, never been man. in that position before. <laughs> it, you it know tingles, what we should Florio. Do? We should play a game, play a trick on Angle, and, like, use a masculine wipe, right? <laughs> and then be like, hey, Angle, this is a stick of gum. Like, fold it up like a stick of gum. <laughs> Do you think he'd eat it? <laughs> I, 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 Scott Engel will eat anything you give to him. <laughs> if it doesn't have a price, he's eating it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tony, seems... when you do the show, uh, next time you do a show with Scott, you should ask Scott. Tomorrow, if 6 a.m.? Yes, you should ask Scott if, um, if he has ever used a masculine wipe. I already know the answer to that. I don't think he's yeah, used a face too. cloth. <laughs> you know, before you graduate to the masculine wipe, try washing your face first. <laughs> Some things are more important, Tone. Take care of your face before you take care of your junk. Because Scott Angles, nobody's ever going to see his junk. <laughs> Mike Florio uh, did a great job producing the show. Scott, Florio, thank you for all these ideas you put in our show notes. No yes. problem, man. And I don't know, Corey, for for the amount of times that Scott brings you up on his shows, I don't know, man. He might be like, yo, Corey, you want to you wanna share some masculine wipes or something? <laughs> uh, I'd be like, no, no thank you, Scott. There's no way he uses them unless he got them free from Lou. If Lou left him out. <laughs> Fantasy football frenzy. We're doing the best we can. You feel what I'm saying? Well, we got you some good free agency stuff. Got you some good MFL 10 stuff. Shout out to the homie Mike Florio. 
Back there in the fantasy pit of misery producing the program. For Tony Sincata, I'm Corey Parson, the fantasy executive, fantasy football frenzy. We out.